Hi everyone, this is Carmen Miksha and Sophia Miksha, your hosts of Seeds of Sunshine, a mother-daughter multi-generational podcast filled with laughter, wisdom and advice. Sophia is a sophomore in high school in the IB program, a runner, a piano player and a sister. I have a BA and MA degree in English and have published two poetry books and a tennis book, which you can find on Amazon or on my website, CarmenMixaBooks.com. I am also a marathon runner and the broker CEO of Dynamic Real Estate, my own company. So if you're looking to buy or sell a home with me in the Sacramento or Bay Area regions, please visit my website, DynamicSacramentoHomes.com. Thanks so much for joining us. We promise to sprinkle seeds of sunshine once a week to elevate your lives and dreams through better communication between generations. Sarah Finnis is a 36-year-old certified yoga instructor, stretch coach, and personal trainer. She has a background in the arts and early childhood education. To add more to her accomplishments, Sarah is a newly launched children's book author and illustrator. Her new children's book, Iris Magical Yoga Adventure, invites its readers to escape with sweet Iris and her mom on an adventure into their imaginations as they explore famous landmarks around the world through yoga poses. The book isn't just about teaching the basics of yoga and mindfulness, but provides an opportunity for children to learn about famous landmarks around the world through movement, engaging the visual, auditory, and kinesthetic learners. It includes fun activity pages for learners to be creative and reinforce what they learned. This book plays into the mind-body connection. Welcome to Seeds of Sunshine, dear Sarah. How are you today? Great. Thank you so much. I'm really excited to be speaking with you. Yes, yes, me too. And as always, before we launch into our conversation, I have a quote and a joke. And I actually used your quote from your website. Um, so uh, TEDx speaker Michael Kuzla once said, learning doesn't happen from the neck up. It happens from the feet up. So appropriate, right? Yes, I love that quote, especially I'm the kind of learner that loves to be a hands-on and learning through doing it yes. rather than just watching. Absolutely. And maybe you'll, you'll know the answer to this joke. So here it goes, Sarah. What do you call a bagel that has mastered yoga? I have no idea. <laughs> a pretzel. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yes. My... My daughter can't be here today, but she always gives me grief about the jokes. She says, mom, the jokes are so cheesy, but I go, but everybody likes them. Yes. <laughs> They're my favorite kind of jokes. Yes. <laughs> so Sarah, I am honored to have you and I really love the concept of your new book. Um, so why don't you tell our listeners uh, why how were you inspired to write this book? And why is this book important in today's world? Yes, this book is important today. Um, the concept of using movement to learn just helps kids get out of their mind and into their bodies. So dealing with anxiety, 
with COVID restrictions just helps them become more engaged in their learning. Also, working to move in sync with others helps boost self-esteem. So building self-esteem and uh, just finding balance when they're anxious is something that a lot of kids are looking for right now. And um, why, how did the concept come to you actually? I, I love to travel and I know that with, with the COVID restrictions, that's not always easy. And that was the time when I was writing this, when there were a lot more lockdowns and just being able to use your imagination to travel to different places and learn about these incredible landmarks through movement, I thought would just be such a cool adventure. I agree. I agree. And what else do you hope your readers to get from reading your book besides the yoga, the traveling? This is my first book um, that I I wrote and illustrated. Uh, the illustrations were a bunch of drawings I had done over and over again. So even though I didn't love them, I kept old drawings and ended up kind of piecing them together. So using what you have, even though it, you may not feel like this is perfect, you know, hold on to your stuff. You never know how you can use it and, you know, keep moving forward. So I hope it would inspire them to create or move and be creative in their learning and their movement or create their own book. Yes, I absolutely love that. And I noticed that, you know, not many children's book authors illustrate their own books. So I love the fact that you did both. So why don't you tell us a little bit, how was it to be the creator of, you know, be the writer and the illustrator? It it's definitely very fulfilling now. It was a struggle. It took a long time as a first time illustrating a story, especially trying to get them to look the same through throughout the whole thing. Um, but it's definitely worth putting in in the long run and seeing the whole process through is definitely worth it. So if you're in the middle of something and there were times I thought, oh, I should just have someone else do the illustrations. I'm just grateful for my family and friends that encouraged me to stick with it. Uh, you mentioned my favorite concept, Sarah, stick with it. You know, <laughs> it's very interesting because I had a conversation with um, a great um a motivational speaker and another uh, podcast host. And he mentioned um, the same thing. Um, Adrian said that way too often we give things up way too early. Like we start and we get frustrated and we say, wow, that's not me. I can't do it. And it is so powerful what you just said. Not only did you have the support of your family and friends, but you yourself, you probably your heart was telling you, hey, you can do this. Just stick with the process, right? 
Yes, <laughs> definitely. And sometimes there, I took long breaks and, you know, not judging yourself based on how long it's taking or putting it down for, you know, it could be weeks or a month and just giving yourself, giving yourself a little rest from it. Absolutely. And it's almost like yoga, you know, you don't master, you don't become a pretzel by practicing a week, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <clears throat> I, I know that Sarah, because as a matter of fact, I am a marathon runner and runners are known not to be flexible. Okay. And so when I used to do my yoga, my hot yoga classes before the pandemic, now I do my yoga in my own home office, watching videos on YouTube, you know, because it matches in my schedule. But it used to be so fun, like everybody in the class was having a kick when I was showing up because the instructors would always pick on me. They're like, look at Carmen, she can run hundreds of miles, but she can't do this pose. She can't stretch. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they were doing it with lots of love. <laughs> oh, yes, absolutely. They And everybody was like laughing and we were having a good time <laughs> about it. And I was very aware of my um, shortcomings. Basically, I'm still not flexible, Sarah. And I, I just work on it. And I usually do my yoga in the evening. And I literally feel so good afterwards, you know? Yeah. And I think when people know that it's not something that comes easily, you become more inspiring to others by pursuing things that are, are challenging. Absolutely. And speaking of things that are challenging, Sarah, what message do you have for kids? We're a multi-generational podcast. Uh, what message do you have for kids to try yoga in the first place and then to stick with it? I would say just take your time with it. Uh, certain stretches, certain poses work for some people and not for others. So, you know, there are going to be some that you feel really great about and some that are not for you. I don't love going upside down. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's never been my thing, but, you know, I think it's really awesome when people do. So it's just you find what works for you and what pace works for you and do it in a way that makes you happy. Yes. Yes. And do you teach yoga to kids, Sarah? Um, not so much anymore. I teach some stretching and yoga in my fitness classes. Oh, got it. Yeah. That's wonderful. Cause I feel like, um, we need more classes of uh, parents, children, you know, like yoga classes where the parents can be with their kids. I was looking at that when my kids were little and it was very hard to find. Yes, I agree. I haven't um, found a place around me that has that yet either. Was well, so you then... need to start it, Sarah? <laughs> yes, I think <laughs> you're right. <laughs> yes. Um, and... Um, I feel that, you know, stretches, sometimes using the word, word stretch is maybe less uh, intimidating, right? Than saying we're doing yoga. Yes, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I, 
I think so. And um, you get a different variety of people because I think with the word yoga, you know, lots of connotations come to mind and um, people are just more open to stretching Yes, yes. Um, what does yoga represent for you? What does it mean in your life and how does it help your creativity? Uh, it helps me get out of my head. So focusing on aligning my movement and breath uh, and just changing my energy and moving in different ways can really change uh, my, my mindset a lot of times can help me look at things differently. There's a, a balance between the strength aspect of the yoga and then the letting go. So building, finding that strength within you, but the, at the same time, kind of releasing whatever you don't have control over as well. Mm -hmm. Yes, I agree because a lot of times we can't control everything and, and yoga or Pilates or any kind of stretches just shows us that there are different ways to address everything that's happening in our lives. Yes. And there's a lot going on in the world. There, <laughs> just being present in today, you know, I think it's important to find peace within ourselves Yes. And um, you said something important, being present. Um, see, to me, being present is so important um, and also being mindful. Um, and I call my running my meditation in motion. You know, I don't really meditate a lot being still, but I meditate a lot while I run. Um, what advice do you have for people regarding being more mindful and maybe meditating, uh, you know, any tips and tricks for being better at meditating? Yes, I, I would say just small moments, such as when you're drinking morning coffee, um, feeling the, the heat of the mug on your hands, or if you're running, thinking about your feet hitting the pavement, if you're having a conversation with someone, putting the phone down and just really putting in that extra effort to be fully present. So you're giving your undivided attention. So I think just in little small, small parts throughout your day, just taking a moment to check in with your senses and what you're noticing. I love that, Sarah, because I also feel the same way. I don't drink coffee, but I drink my tea and, you know, just feeling the aroma of the tea, feeling that stillness and tranquility, you know, while drinking a cup of tea or a cup of coffee, we don't realize that what we're doing is being mindful, being still and honestly meditating. Yes. <laughs> and they're the simple joys that really make up the day. Absolutely, yeah. And I love the fact that we we don't have to be 
you know, like intimidated. Oh my gosh, I haven't meditated today because what you said is very important. We can take small fragments and moments, uh, those indelible um, minutes or even seconds, right? And we they're spread throughout the day and we don't realize, but we are meditating all throughout the day. Yes, planting your feet on the ground when you're sitting, you know, and just feeling your feet on the carpet or on the sidewalk or wherever you are, you know, just those small little things. Yes, yes, Sarah. And do you have any plans to write other books about yoga? Uh, I do. I hopefully will continue. I put an activity in the book for kids to submit a character design. So they can create a friend for Iris and share a little bit about the character and send it in. And their character could be in uh, the next book. Oh, I love that, Sarah. So Iris will get a new yoga buddy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think developing a character is so much fun and you can create their outfit and their name and all those, I think they'll have a lot of fun with it. Oh, I absolutely love that. Have you got already some responses back from kids? Uh, Not yet. I just started. Yes, yes. Because the book is, uh, when did it come out? Uh, The paperback actually just came out about a week or two ago. Oh my gosh. Yes. According to a fresh (laughs) author. Yay. Yes. That is so outstanding, Sarah. Congrats. That is so exciting when you get your baby out into the world, right? Yes. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm I'm the same way actually. Today an anthology came out. Um, um we published together with 20 other authors. I have five of my essays in that anthology. And I literally woke up this morning to messages. The book is out, you know, and it's also about being mindful um, and we have a variety of essays. So this is my third book during the pandemic because I wrote two poetry books. And so I I made a plan to write a book, one book a year, you know, I love that. (laughs) (laughs) What are the names of your books? Yes. So it's um, it's the PR, the Poetics of Running, a book of poetry in motion. And so that was the first one that I published in 2020. The second one is Morsels of Love, a book of poetry and short form. And and this one is an an anthology of, you know, mindful essays, you know? Yeah, so cool. Yes, yes, I'm I'm very excited. And I, um, I am currently working on my memoir, which I hope to finish by next year and then figure out whether I will self-publish or whether I will... Uh, published the traditional way. So exciting. Yes, yes. And I'm very excited about your, I think it's so important what you're doing and having books like like this, where we incorporate mindfulness and movement, the two M's. Yes. <laughs> yes. I agree. Yes. And um, 
we are getting close to, you know, our finish line here. Um, and at the end of each episode, Sarah, we um, sprinkle seeds of sunshine for our listeners, which is something inspiring or uplifting. So what are your seeds of sunshine? I would say recently watercolors. If you are into painting or not, watercolors are so much fun as a medium to play around with. They have a element of unpredictability about them and it's easy to correct your mistakes and see and kind of play around with colors blending together. Even if painting is not something that you pride yourself on, uh, just blending colors together and putting them down is, is so much fun. Oh, sounds amazing. <laughs> and how can listeners connect with you, Sarah? On Instagram, I um, my screen name or my Instagram uh, name is Sarah, S-A-R-A-H, care, C-A-R-E underscore S-W-F-L. Wonderful, Sarah. I will include this in the show notes and I will include obviously a link to your wonderful book. Um, and I thank you so much for being on Seeds of Sunshine. I wish you a great, great day and to turn everyone into a pretzel. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. This has been so much fun. Yes, it has been. Thank you, Sarah. Have a lovely day. You too. Thanks. Seeds of Sunshine is a proud supporter of Sacramento Youth Center and 50% of your donations are going directly to our local branch. To contribute and support our podcast, please use the coffee app, which you can find in our show notes. It is greatly appreciated. Wishing you a great week full of sunshine. Thanks so much for listening, sharing, and reviewing our podcast wherever you listen to. And if you have some great wisdom and advice and wish to be a guest on Seeds of Sunshine, please message me on social media at Carmen Mixa, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And last but not least, remember that we will have a monthly drawing for cool prizes to reward our top listeners and supporters who share and review Seeds of Sunshine. Goodbye for now. <laughs>